Welcome back for another episode of the Why I Quit Teaching Podcast. I am your hostess, Martina Robbins, MED, former educator and certified life and teacher transition coach. Let's get into today's transformative story. All right, so welcome for another episode of Why I Quit Teaching. Um, I am Martita Robbins, MED, a former educator who transitioned into being a life coach. And in particular, I love working with teachers, helping them transition from the classroom, helping them transform inside and out so that they can transcend and elevate with passion, doing things that they enjoy, living more fulfilled lives, and having careers that really set their souls on fire. And today I have a very special guest in the studio with me. She's a dear friend, started out as a coach and became like a sister. Her name is Shay. Cunningham, known and loved by all as Slay by Shay. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Martita. This is super exciting. Yes. So I wanted you to have a chance to meet with our viewers or listeners because you were key in my personal transformation. So before we get into that, Shay, tell us more about what you do. How do you help professional women? Thank you. Thank you so much for this platform. Um, This is exciting for me because um, your journey and the work that we did together really is a testament to what I set out to do when I started doing this business in the beginning, as well as um, where I am today. But for those of you who don't know me, my name is Shay Cunningham. I'm also known in these internet streets as Slay by Shay, as Martita said. I'm a visual brand style and image coach. And so, you know, a lot of people would refer to the things that I do as a wardrobe consultant or a personal stylist or a personal shopper. But as we will get into later, and Martita knows firsthand, I'm so much more than that. I do so much more than that. And uh, what I do is I really help ambitious women look as boss as their brilliance. And I help do that by pulling um, the, the aspects of themselves from the inside and help them with how to express that on the outside so that they can be their best selves in everything that they do. Um, I believe that a woman is unstoppable when she can walk into the room and take up space unapologetically. So what I do, (laughs) and that's why I'm here and I operate not on passion, but on purpose. Correct. Okay. And one thing that I learned while working with Shay is you need to be the best dressed person in the room or you will admire the person who is. (laughs) That's right. It's no option. It's either one or the other. (laughs) That's it. Either you're it or you're not. You're right. But but it goes so much further than that. That's what she was speaking about. It goes so much more than that. So like I said, I wanted her to be my guest today because I've, I've done episode after episode where I have interviewed other former educators. I have given um, many casts and all of that, talking about different things a person can do in their transition to prepare for that transition. But I would be unauthentic if I didn't share my own trans transformation and transition. So that's what today's episode is all about. So just a little bit about me uh, and my background. I was an educator 15 years, started teaching with the 2007-2008 school year after finishing my bachelor's in secondary education English. And then, uh, because I was then a brand new teacher Right out, bushy tail, ready to take on the world. You know, I loved English. I wanted to write and went into education because it was that 
safe job. It was going to be that dependable paycheck, you know, something I knew I could count on. Um, I live in a small town. We don't know any like writers here. You know what I'm saying? Any authors. Um, if, well, long story short, I did come to find out that I did know some authors in my, in my, uh, extended family, but at 17, like that didn't register. Like I had no clue and I may have heard it, just forgot it. Anyway, I digress. So there I am, 23 years old, teaching students not much younger than I am. High school, did I say high school? Okay. But around 2011, I started to feel this pull that perhaps I need to leave education. And I was like, well, you know, you, you've been here like for a couple of years now. You're just really getting into your groove. Uh, at that point, I had served in a mentor teacher role even. So I was mentoring other teachers, even though I had the least experience, I still had leadership and was able to have an impact with these fellow educators. So I said, okay, I must be doing something right. Maybe I do need to stay in education, but maybe I should just shift what I'm doing. And as a student, I loved being in the library. I was a library kid. I would volunteer. I would go to read. I would read, you know, I was one of the people that read some of the most books in the school, all of this. I would even um, take care of certain things and all of this. I just loved the library. So I said, I still have that passion. Maybe I could serve as a librarian instead of the English teacher. So there I go. I'm going back to school. I'm getting my master's, right? And, and a lot of you who are listening may um, resonate with this particular part of my story because I was a first generation college student. I don't know about you, Shay, but when you're the first generation college student, everybody's like, oh, go get that piece of paper. You yeah. know, you, you gotta make it. This is your way out. This is your way to have a different life, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm thankful that I had that mindset um but and I, I carried that with me as well when i chose to get my master's so instead of transitioning out i transitioned into a new thing finished my master's in 2016 got um a library position for the 2017 school year and i was like okay this is it now i know i can stay because i have my dream job so to speak right well <laughs> yeah. some things change Sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, some things changed. While, while I thought I was getting into my dream job, certain aspects of that job were being phased out and more of a teaching role was being continued in that job. So I was like, wait, I thought I was getting into something different. This isn't right. But again, I'm not a quitter, right? I'm one of those people who like if I have my mindset to something, I want to go for it. I want to do it. I'm going to do well at it. I'm not one who will easily quit. And I felt like if I quit, I was giving up. Yeah. I felt I felt like if I quit, I was a failure. Mm -hmm. I, I felt like if I would quit, then I had nothing else to do because my identity was wrapped up in me being a teacher. I was known as an educator. And I could, I could go out my house right now and there are so many people who recognize me as Miss Robbins, their former teacher, right? And so at that time, that was my identity. I was like, what else would I do? Who do, who do I become? What do I get into? And I had things that I was dabbling in or, or had done well at, you know, for example, I was in a direct sales company, still am, but, and I had measures of success with that. And I just, you know, was like, okay, that's cool, but I'm a teacher, right? So let's let's fast forward. Let's jump. Let's jump to 2020. <laughs> that year has a connotation like no other. So when the COVID nineteen pandemic continued to spread and schools were closed down. Um, the district where I taught did not transition to online learning. We had actually just ended a grade period and they said, okay, we're going to press pause. And at the time they thought they would see us back in a couple of weeks, which actually, so that was March, 2020. Actually, we didn't go back into the building until school began in 
August. And so I'm trying to navigate learning how to teach online and in person. Uh, at that point, we started out with about 90% of our student body at that particular school on online learning. So all the challenges with that, all the challenges with understanding, you know, with my pre-existing conditions, how can I continue to avoid, you know, coming to contact with the virus and testing positive. So all this stuff, right? And I get through 2020. I get through 2020. <laughs> while I was at home though, before we went back in August, while I was at home, I had a taste of what my life could be like if I was not teaching. I had a chance to work on my health, uh, get my blood pressure to a more um, stable number, a safer number, a healthier number, something more sustainable. I work with my primary health care physician on that. I would wake up in the mornings and take walks before it got too hot. I had time to practice self-care. I could rest and nap. Um, I had time to continue to work in my direct sales gig, ended up being the number one salesperson on the team yeah. for that year in, in, in a pandemic, like yeah. a whole pandemic. <laughs> a whole pandemic. Yeah. And, and teaching at that point was really not on my mind. And I still didn't choose to leave at that point. At that point, you would think all sides and systems are saying, okay, you can transition, you can find something to do something else. More remote opportunities are coming available. Why not? But I didn't because again, I was hiding behind that piece of paper. I was hiding behind my identity as a teacher. So like I said, we finished 2020, re-entry into the school system, re-entry into the school year. When 2021 began, I had had enough of teaching in a pandemic, but I still hadn't left. I did choose to write a resignation letter. I didn't submit it. I didn't put a date on it, but it was ready to go. And I knew at that point that I wanted entrepreneurship. I just didn't know what aspect of it I wanted. Mm -hmm. So here enters Slay by Shay from <laughs> a mutual friend. <laughs> And Shay is telling us about this challenge she was going to do, big, bold, and branded. It was a four-day free challenge, you know, and I knew she would be talking about, you know, developing your personal brand and how you show up in spaces has an impact on that. And I'm like, well, I know I'm going to be doing something when I leave here, whenever I get to leave here. Yeah. And I said, okay, I need to dress for the job I want and not the job I have. Right. That was my mindset. So here Anna Shay, and I joined <laughs> her challenge. And we covered a lot of ground in that challenge, y'all. Yes. Like, <laughs> a lot of ground. Like I, I began to figure out how to dress for my body type. And let's be clear, um, I have been wearing clothes my whole life, all right? <laughs> you ain't just start. <laughs> really? But going through that challenge made me figure out where I needed to correct some things and do things that were more flattering for me, do things that were more my taste and my style, mm -hmm. and really just help me elevate just simple things, right? Mm -hmm. It is always a simple adjustment. And afterwards, she was telling us about a workshop, a boot camp that she would be doing. And I said, okay, I, I need to invest into this boot camp because again, when I leave here, I'm doing something in entrepreneurship. And like I said, I had no idea what it would be, had no thoughts. Um, I knew I would still continue with my direct sales, but I was like, whatever I do, I'm going to be a brand. Mm -hmm. I knew that much. Yeah. So I go through the boot camp, but and working through that boot camp, that's how I came up with my my um, idea for the brand colors that you all see on my content, on my blog, all of the stuff like from that, because I said I want my colors to match my personality and who I am, not just colors that people think go with whatever the brand or the business is. Like I get to dictate that, so I found my. Uh, colors, I found my fonts, 
I started thinking more of aesthetics. I started thinking more of being on brand, thinking about content, how to weave in things that I'm passionate about and that I already do well with whatever direction this is going. And at that point, still no idea. So I hope that if you're listening, you recognize that your transition may not be clearly defined at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Your next level may not start off being crystal clear, but when you work with somebody who's a coach, whether they are working with you directly or indirectly, they can help you gain the clarity you need to figure out how to get to that next step in your roadmap. So true. It, I mean, if I if I could, if I can interject here, Please. that's why I said at the beginning what I said about the fact that I I really had to get clear on what I do because wardrobe consulting and personal styling and personal shopping was just not it. That wasn't all the things. And I needed to be able to articulate the transformation and the impact that the work that I do will have on my clients um, and my loves. And so that's why I redirected my, I guess, for lack of better terms, title to visual brand style and image coach, because let's be clear about that too. Yes. I am a coach, right? Yes. Like yes. You can put, no, well, not anybody, but you know, a lot of people can put clothes on you, right? Yeah. You can go yeah. to your local department store or, or mall or whatever, and somebody can put some clothes on you. That's styling mm -hmm. you. That's mm -hmm. um, personal shopping for you. But a style and image coach is is so much more beyond that. And then when you tack on visual brand in front yes. of that, it's even a deeper experience. And so that's what you that's what you um, actually lived right through the through the journey, right? Yes. What I call the slave transfa transformational journey. Yes. That you know what I what I find is very common, right? Is that the first the first area that most women need to and let's be clear about who I serve. Go ahead. Or, yeah, let's do that first. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't for everybody, okay. <laughs> Me either, me either. And that's okay because everybody doesn't have good taste. Okay. <laughs> and everybody's not ready, right? That everybody's part. not that ready part. for what I do or how I serve or what I serve, right? Everybody's not ready. And so you do have to, and I it, trust me, I try to meet everybody where they are, but sometimes you're not even in the at you're not even in the zone right of readiness and so um but once once you have a little bit of that knowing that you are ready that the challenge is usually where people come into the mix to meet me and to learn more about what I can do to support them and so in the challenge the first thing I do it's it's methodical the first thing I do is address mindset Right. Because you can't uh, we can't get into this work that we need to do about your visual branding and your style and your image and all that stuff unless your head is in a space and a place where you're open to receiving yourself authentically. Right. That part. Yes. <laughs> so before we can even define what that is. You got to be open to receive it. Mm -hmm. And many of us deal with um, a lot of traumas and, and experiences and yes. environments and things that mold us um, to think and act the way we think and act in this world. And so we need to handle that first, right? Mm -hmm. Because that is going to either allow you to be open or you will remain closed, one or the other. So the first thing I do is I uh, address that. And that's the showing up big part. Showing up big really means that you are open to fully um, accepting and and not just accepting, but um, appreciating who you are authentically, right? Yes. The good, the bad, the flaws that you think you have. Can you not only say, well, I accept 
that, but can you say, I appreciate that. I'm grateful for that. And when you can <laughs> there, then we can get to the point of, okay, let's talk about your swag, right? Let's talk about your style. Let's talk about what's authentic to you, all of that, right? Yeah, yeah. And so that's what then leads you into the um, bold part, right? Because now you're now when you're ready to show up big, now how do you do that boldly with with no apologies, right? Unapologetically. And so then that's when we get into the work of defining your signature style. What's your swag? How does the inside come on the outside? All of that good stuff. And then we talk about how you brand it, right? So that that mm -hmm. that is the that's the channel, that's the process, but that is, as you know, just the tip of the iceberg. Yes, yes. And it's so <laughs> just the tip go ahead <laughs> so that's what i was gonna say you know i started out you know i come to the free challenge and now i'm at the boot camp because whatever this thing is i'm gonna do as an entrepreneur i'm gonna have to know some things that i don't know mm -hmm. and so that's something else i want to remind everybody of don't be afraid to learn new skills if you're not learning you're not growing if you're not growing you're not living so when when I realized, hey, I got some gaps to fill in, mm -hmm. and I decided to take the next step. I'm like, now I know I need to get some coaching to fill in the gaps because mm -hmm. going through those things, I was like, yeah, I need to continue this experience mm -hmm. because if doing what I've done so far has gotten me to this point, how do I get to that next level? And usually right. everybody that I'm talking to that wants to go to their next level, you, I want to say this loud for somebody in the back. Mm -hmm. You can't go to that next level as who you are. You need to become somebody different because that next level is going to require a different version of you. Yeah. That same version of you that you're trying to hang on to, she's not ready for the next level. You can't take her there. And it's not until you go through some type of transformation that you become more prepared for that next level. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about some cliche of new levels, new devils. I don't, I don't subscribe to that. I don't want to bring on new devils with right. the next level of my journey. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is, who do you need to shed? Who yeah. do you need to release from you in order for you to get into where you're going? Mm -hmm. So for me, it was, okay, I've rocked as an educator. I can do that, but I'm not trying to stay here. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about venturing out into my own thing. I know I'm going to transition. I'm just not sure when or into what. What do I need to fill in? And yeah. I, needed to, I needed to think like the highest version of myself. Mm -hmm. and who I visualized Martita to be. Mm -hmm. And I knew that there are certain things that she would have to do and know that the current me needed to learn and experience. Yeah. So I'm taking action again at that point, y'all. And we're, we're, at this point, we're only in like April of 2021. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I decide, you know, okay, let me take this next leg of my journey, which included me getting coaching with Shay, going through her course, attending the weekly um, workshop and getting the training I need, you know, being on the cusp of learning with all of the trend reports and different things that was cool, but it was the community and girlfriend time that was just really what I needed. I needed to see that there are other women who are also taking a journey where they are choosing to transform from the inside out and owning their greatness, owning their power and making the needed uh, adjustments in order to become who they need to be in order to get to where they're going. And so when you're when you're going through a transition and you think that you are alone, it can make the transition even more daunting or discouraging. And you're wondering, what am I getting into? Why do I want to change again? Because you're by yourself and you can right. easily talk yourself out of it or allow other people to talk you out of it. Yeah. But when you have that community of like-minded people and you're showing up for each other. Can I, so you just said exactly <laughs> what I'm, I, I have my church finger up. Like, Go ahead. Let me get in. So that's the thing too, right? Like you were open 
um, and you invested, but you also showed up. And that is yeah. a big, I, so I'm now in a community for the past four years since I've started <clears throat> doing my, you know, nurturing my business online and so mm -hmm. forth. I have a community of other coaches, consultants, and things like that, that I'm, I'm learning from them as well as I'm on my entrepreneurial journey, just as okay. you are. And you would be surprised. So, and of course I have coaches too, right? Yeah. Every coach needs coach coaches okay yeah um, because it, it is it can be entrepreneurship can be a lonely it, it's a solo job okay so it can be a lonely place if you allow it to be you can mm -hmm. be open to community mm -hmm. you can still be an entrepreneur so in this entrepreneurial um community i had to tap into and i've learned that people will invest the money and they will commit, but they will not show up. Like sometimes right. they will not, I mean, and they will pay thousands of dollars to be a part of programs and, you know, um, workshops and masterminds and all this stuff. They, yeah. they will leave thousands of dollars on the table and still not show up. And I am a firm believer that most of the time it is fear. It is mm. just simply fear and not necessarily fear of failure, but sometimes fear of success because yes. with, with success comes more responsibility. Yes. Yes. And so a lot of times I think that that is just the over moving in and elevating to next levels when it when it dawns on you that okay whoo yeah that next level is great to achieve but once you've achieved it then what right and that then what I think scares a lot of people and they and they just stop putting that foot forward and showing up and what I'll say about you hands down which is why you were slay icon of the year 2021 <laughs> come through get excited you showed up, you yeah. showed up. And when you show up, you get the goods. And when you show up, things open up. I, I've even noticed that Martita, and, and I'm sure you're noticing it as you're mm -hmm. continuing to flourish in your business. When you get stagnant and quiet for too long, so does your business. Yep. When you, <laughs> when you move, when you start doing stuff, when you engage with your community, when you put yourself out there to, you know, share, 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 things start moving and people start tapping into you yeah. out of nowhere, from out of nowhere, you know? So, um, you know, I just say all of that to say that it, it it's, it's so many levels to this elevation game right but one of the biggest ones in in that i seen in your journey was actually showing up yeah that's and that's half the battle mm -hmm. that's half the battle so like you said with me showing up and i'm showing up like i said i get with you in april may june june i'm like shay i got a problem i'm going to nigeria and i don't know what to pack <laughs> I so 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 um june 2021 i went to nigeria with my sister and it was my first international trip and i knew it would be hot i knew that i would need to be comfortable and i also needed to be on brand with martita robbins you know for the people who are questioning, yes, honey, you are a personal brand. And when I work with my clients, I keep re reminding them that your name, you know, means something. You are a brand. You don't have to be a multi-billion dollar industry right now for, for you to be a brand. You are a brand. So I wanted to show up on brand, but um, I was like, okay, what do I pack? We worked through all of that. But the point I wanted to make was making that trip was pivotal in me figuring out what I would do when I transition, because I was able to let my mind, body, and soul relax 
I had finished the school year, had finished a big goal in my direct sales business. And being on that vacation, I was actually able to design my life the way I would really live it. Yeah. And I, I, it came clear to me, it, it came back to me that I should be writing. And I said, okay, I know I need to be writing a blog. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I didn't know what would the blog have. And I said, I know that it's going to be something that I'm going to have a lot of experience with. And at that point, I thought it was my first idea was me going to different countries and eating. I was like, now, and that's still a viable option. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I came up with with the name for it and everything. And I'm not going to say the name here because I don't want to give away all the goods. And before I know it, I look up and I see this particular name on the blog. But there are, there are several traveling food blogs. So I knew it would be a viable option. But I was like, yeah, but I don't think that's really it. But I, at that moment, I was like, oh, this person could be the photographer. This person could be the videographer. This person could be my um, creative director. Like I had all these jobs I was giving people with my one blog idea. But but whatever it was, I was like, okay, that's the part I'm going to keep. I know I should be blogging once I leave education. I get back into the classroom, and that was one of the hardest re-entries into the classroom I had ever experienced because I had just had a life-changing experience with the things I was able to see and do on that trip um and just the, the way I began to think you know and realizing okay you're preparing to go back into the school system how many times have you mentally quit already and I went back yeah. so I'm there and I get through the fall semester. The fall semester was really hard for me. Um, and I can't really pinpoint exactly what it was, but at the end of the day, I break it down to misalignment. Like my, like I knew it was time to go. I knew it was past time to go. I was no longer passionate about teaching. I, I knew that I was going through the motions. I would come home at the end of the day and sit on my couch. And that wasn't the first school year I had done that. I had actually started doing that back in 2017 when I transitioned into what I thought was going to be my dream job as an educator, as a librarian. And I would come home, sit on my couch, psych myself up to go cook something for dinner, come back, sit on my couch. All the plans that I made for what I was going to do to work on my transition when I got home, like figuring out how to blog, figuring out blogging uh, hosts, figuring out the niche and the pillars and all the stuff you got to know to be a blogger. This long list of what I could be doing in the background to work on my transition, I was not doing. And when it so so for years, I'm coming home, I'm unfulfilled, I'm unhappy, I've had a rough day, I've had a good day, I'm still not happy when I get home. That was anxiety and depression taking its toll. Yeah, I, I got diagnosed with anxiety and depression when I was 18. So mm-hmm. I had been living with that my entire adult life. Mm-hmm. And so now, you know, I'm going through your coaching program and getting a chance to meet with you and the other uh, ladies and attendees was really a highlight in mm-hmm. my evenings. Like I knew that no matter how I felt, I was getting on. I was showing yeah. up. You did. You did. There were a lot of times it was just me and you, you know, True. it was True. just me and you. And now, and that gave me so much, um, you don't probably even know, but it gave me encouragement because, um, sometimes, you know, you get in your fields as an entrepreneur and yeah. you're like, why oh, yeah. is not showing up? And you, you, you're thinking as you, it's not you, it's what's ever going on in their life. But, um, you, but you do, you question. And yeah. the fact that you kept showing up, that, was a signal to me that no sis you do you're right where you're supposed to be right yeah, as long as it. somebody is still showing up you still got work to to do right that's it um, that's it you bless so me. i'm glad i could so mm-hmm. the meeting i had with you every week the meeting i had with um my my group for direct sales every week the meeting for my spiritual um activities you know that i would have you know, every week. So about three evenings a week, I had something. 
outside of my career as an educator that I could plug into and get myself charged, refueled, reconnected in a different space. But if there were a couple of evenings a week where I didn't have that, I would sit on that couch the entire time. And I was like, what do I do? Talk about being unmotivated. Talk mm -hmm. about feeling stuck. Mm -hmm. um, I even called a friend of mine. She's a marriage and family therapist. She lives in California. I live in Louisiana. And I was like, girl, can you take me on as a client? Um, and she's like, well, for legal and ethical reasons, I really can't. But she said, I can listen to you. And I was like, I'm facing this, 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 this. At the end of our conversation, she said, I'm going to give you some things to help you navigate, but you have to go find a therapist. Mm -hmm. And I had tried therapy off and on from 2010 till about 2017. And I just, I didn't like it because the people I was going to were people that I couldn't really connect with. Okay. And so I just thought therapy wasn't for me. So here's my friend with all the credentials, all the alphabet behind her name saying, yeah. you need to find a therapist. I said, okay, mm -hmm. I'm going to listen to the doctor. This is what the doctor ordered. Yeah. <laughs> And I was very specific with what I was looking for in a therapist. And I, I want to mention that because I know as a person of color, there's just certain conversations we don't have. We don't talk about mental health. Now, thankfully, the narrative is changing now. Yeah. But a lot of us come from the backgrounds of, you know, we don't talk about mental health. We don't talk about certain things outside of the house or outside of the family. We don't um, air our dirty laundry, so to speak. We don't, what happens here stays here. You know, that's what we do. And so with me- And not to, not, not to mention the negative connotation that right? along with it. It's like, is she crazy? Is she, right. what's wrong with her? Does right. she have mental issues? And I, you know, it can right. get real judgy. It can, it can. <laughs> and there's also, um, it opens up a different can of worms. So now it's like, well, you could have talked to me it's not about just talking to somebody. My thing is when you go talk to a therapist, you actually come back. If you found the right therapist mm -hmm. and if you found the right fit, yeah. It, once, once you do decide to talk about these things, you can be equipped with tools for success, different things that you can adjust and tweak, you know, so I just want to dispel the rumor about, you know, what it's like to go to therapy. Yeah. You what, know, go ahead. I was, I, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because one of the things that I found too, over the last three years in doing this full time is <clears throat> I am a therapist. I'm a therapist okay. as okay. well. Um, <laughs> So even though coach is in my title, I do style and confidence therapy because mm. like I mentioned earlier, um, there is so, we are whole people, okay? <laughs> we are not just what we present on the outside. We are whole right. people and the things and the people around us make up that whole person and how we think and how we, um, how we move. Right. And so what I've learned with working with all of these, cause remember I, I talked about the woman that I serve, she's a, a lot of times she's an a personality. She is a mover and shaker. She yeah a high achiever. She yeah. has all the degrees that she ever wanted to have. She has checked so many boxes. Okay. All the boxes yeah. have been checked. Um, but with that, there is, um, there is, you know, a, a, an other side, which is that she's a people pleaser sometimes. Yeah. And, and she is taking on more than she probably should. She's yeah. not giving herself enough self-care she is 
Um, allowing what other people say probably steer her in certain directions that don't necessarily mm-hmm. feel authentic to what she is or where she wants to go, but she's doing it um, to again, check the boxes. And so when I start working with her, all of those things come to the table. And when we start talking about how she represents herself on the outside, it's like, well, I don't know if so-and-so is going to like that, or I don't know. I've never done that before because that's never been done. And right. there is a point in the sleigh journey and you probably experienced this too, Martita, but I think with um you know everyone at some point in their journey when they start showing up differently people start to react okay they react (laughs) and sometimes it's positive most times it's positive but sometimes it'd be some shade up in there sometimes it'd be a negative reaction because they're filtering their yes. response to you through their own insecurity yeah it's a lot and of projection it's a, a lot, lot of projection, projection. oh so unwarranted unwarranted but i so now though my point is is now i know that it's a organic a part of the transformation process Mm -hmm. and so when it happens and that's why I'm always tapping into my clients throughout when it happens now I know how to what you said give them the proper tools and the proper coaching to help them grow from it right help them navigate and manage those emotions and those you know reactions that they're getting so that they can stay the course because a lot of times that's how you can get off course is by trying to manage and diffuse and deal with the uh, reactions that you're getting in the midst of your transformation. Mm-hmm. So um, so I do feel like there are times when I am a therapist because sometimes my clients need cleansing. Sometimes they need um, encouragement. Sometimes they need tough love. Okay. <laughs> like, All of that. <laughs> All of it. Yes. <laughs> And, you know, that, that's going into what I wanted to get into next. I needed that neutral third party mm-hmm. to come in and help me work on some of the things. Like, why was I losing my passion for teaching? Why was I going through the motions? Why did I feel like I was just faking it? Mm-hmm. Um, when did I really check out mentally from it? And to your point... I had taken on additional roles and responsibilities because some of them came with the job transition within the school system. And then some of it came with me trying to prove I can do this, me me seeking that validation that I could do it. One person who was a supervisor for me at the district level started to call me slash because I was this slash that slash whatever, whatever, whatever. Because every time you turned around for a meeting, I'm in that meeting because this is the role I'm wearing now. This is the hat I have on now. And and part of it was me volunteering. Part of it was me being voluntold. (laughs) Because Uh they knew knew that Robbins could get it done. And even when I got to the point where I felt like I really couldn't handle some of the things I was doing, oh, I was too prideful. I, I know it now, yeah. but in the moment, I didn't know it. I know it now. I was yeah. too prideful to say what I couldn't do. Mm-hmm. And that's why I talk about boundaries now, y'all. That's why I talk about boundaries with yourself and boundaries with others, boundaries in the family, boundaries at work, because I came from a place of not really having boundaries and being undefined and unclear and, and being yielding about boundaries. And now I will set a boundary in a heartbeat and enforce it like nobody's business. But it took me going through the experiences that I had of not really having a good relationship with boundaries or Mm -hmm. not having any boundaries for me to realize what I needed. So there I was stressed out, working really hard, not really passionate about what I'm doing 
not really engaged or in love with the content, but I'm doing it because it's my job. And I got to the point where it felt like teaching was just the job for me. Mm -hmm. One thing I had told my husband early in our marriage was that if I ever get to that point, it's time for me to leave education. And there I was at that point and I couldn't make myself go ahead and leave. I'm thinking about it. I'm, I'm going through the motions of, I know I need to do this, I know I need to do that. And so for the past three or four years of being in the classroom, I would tell myself, okay, I'm going to work on my transition over the summer so that when school starts back, this is going to be my last year. My brain got so tired of me saying, this is going to be my last year. And so there I was getting through fall semester 2021 with that this is my last year mentality thinking that i don't want to put the school or the district in a bind if i have to resign in december so i'm gonna tough it out till may and 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 me telling myself i'm gonna get through may my body was like time out time out my body was waving a white flag my mind was waving a white flag january 2021 I had a discovery call with a career coach and this person to this day has not gotten back with me. They said, oh, actually, you're going to be more equipped for this other program that we're developing. And they have I checked their website before this call. They have not developed that program. Mm. Fast forward January 2022, I meet with a different career coach. And I noticed the pattern. I was like, okay, last year, this year, you've met with somebody. So you, you're taking some steps with transitioning out. You haven't done it yet. And I, I talked to this woman about, you know, I want to block, I want to do this, I want to do that. And um, when she reached out to me to follow up, I was not available. Dear listeners, we interrupt today's episode because a story that is deeply personal will be shared and it does include a discussion about a suicide attempt. We want to let you know in advance that this topic can be sensitive and may evoke strong emotions. If you or someone you know is struggling with suicidal thoughts, it's important to reach out to a mental health professional, a counselor, or another trusted professional. We care deeply about the well-being of all of our listeners, so please prioritize your emotional comfort. If you find that this content might be distressing for you, we encourage you to take care of yourself and consider skipping the remainder of this episode. If you do choose to listen, we hope that the conversation will contribute to understanding, compassion, and awareness surrounding mental health challenges. Remember, there is always hope and support available. Thank you for being a valuable part of our podcast community. And please take care of yourselves. I was not available because I had a mental health crisis. Um, woke up I, I, I left school the end of January 2022, thinking that, okay, I just need the weekend. I just need to bounce back. I had, you know, met with the lady. I was like, okay, yeah, we can start on my transition plan. I could really do what I need to do this spring, get ready to, you know, come out of the classroom. But I had hit a wall and I needed rest. I needed something different and I couldn't figure out what it was. I thought I was practicing self-care. I really, really did. And so that weekend I was like, okay, I'm really going to rest. Like, I don't know what my lesson plans are going to be for Monday. I'll just deal with it. I had, I had really checked out mm-hmm. Monday and Tuesday called out sick that following week, woke up the next morning on that Wednesday to prepare for work and ended up attempting to take my own life so thankfully my husband was home we were able to call emergency personnel i was transported to a hospital i was admitted into a behavior unit for a week Mm -hmm. and um after that week i came home 
And I realized that if I was going to experience all of that, it would not be in vain. Yeah. They, say the def- they say the definition of insanity is to continue doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Right. And I said, I have a second chance and I'm mm. not going to waste it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So months later is when I actually get a chance to talk to you, Shay, about that yes. experience. But yes. but it was and at that point, like I really didn't know what to say. I had only been in therapy for a few months at that point. Yeah. What I find interesting about my experience in the behavior unit is uh, the television was on, it was on the news, and they were sharing the story of, oh, her name just slipped my mind, Chris. I'm going to have to go back and, and add this part, but she was one of the Miss America or Miss something. She was a beauty pageant winner. Oh, yes, yes. And yes. she she had also um, attempted to end her life. And um, as a result, she did lose her life. Yes. And exactly. around the same time that I experienced my situation, I had no idea that that had happened. Yeah. But I can only imagine like what her family was going through. It took a lot for me to begin to rebuild myself. Rebranding Martita took on a whole different meaning at that point. Yes. I just, I ended up being on emergency, um, not emergency. I ended up being on extended medical leave. Mm -hmm. Um, but I continued going to therapy at that point. I was going to therapy twice a week. Mm -hmm. Um, continue to, work on some things with my therapist, you know, related to the job, related to um, other experiences that I've had that were not related to my job, and just really work on me, getting down to the meat and potatoes, like like Shay was saying before, sometimes our upbringing, sometimes our society, um, all these other voices come in, and we, our own voice needs to be pinpointed like we need to figure out who we are right and part of me not transitioning before it got to that point where i was experiencing a a crisis was because of me thinking about other people's opinions voices and stuff and now i know the value of listening to my own voice now i know the value of being authentically who i am Yes. And so when I did decide to make the de- decision to transition out and I had submitted the resignation letter, it was like that severing that tie was was my um, permission to myself to go ahead and pursue entrepreneurship fully. And I yeah. knew I wanted to coach. Yeah. And at that point, I was like, I need to coach other teachers through transitions. And I need to talk about self-care. And I need to be a mental health advocate. And I need to help them get over limiting beliefs mm-hmm. and set boundaries. And so at that point, I-, I focused a lot in the beginning of my coaching, talking about limiting beliefs, setting boundaries, and practicing self-care. Because I'm like, you can, you can change all the jobs you want. But if we don't talk about this mindset piece, this this core, this essence yeah. of who you are and what you need in place yeah. and what we need to adjust with this, making that transition really won't matter. Yeah. So, you know, that's, you, that's part of that transformation. You said so many words, honey. Like that would, I mean, that's a whole word when you speak of hearing your own voice. Um, and I can tell you from experience when I have my initial consultations with my clients that they have not listened to their, and they probably wouldn't know their own voice if they heard it. Right. Because one of the first things I asked them is like, well, I had a client today. I mean, you know, and of course I'm going to protect the innocent, but yeah, I'm like, give me three words to describe you. I don't say your style, your fashion, what's in your closet, none of that. Give me three words to describe you. Do you know how long we struggle with that question? Mm, I, I can imagine that. 
The first thing that she wanted to do was call her husband. Right. So for the three words that describe her, for her to say, okay. So that's my point, right? Like it's exactly what you just said. Many of us don't listen to our own voices, don't have a voice, haven't developed a voice. Hmm. And so that's how it's so easy for us to get swallowed up in everything around us and about us, but not us. Mm-hmm. Right. That's true. And so um that I mean that just today, my call before this call, that that happened. I was like, what that hadn't happened before. I've had clients struggle with that part of the consultation before, but never so quick to not even take the opportunity to step into it and lean into it herself, but to say, let me call my husband. Mm. Let me call my friend. Cause he didn't answer right off. He called back. And by the way, when he called back, she was like, real quick, three words to describe me. He was like, boom, boom, boom. Mm. Quick. Wow. So you allow someone else to know you that well. And she agreed with what he said to know you that well, but you don't have your own voice. You can't articulate yourself to, for yourself. Like we have a lot of work to do. Yeah. Girl, that your work to do. That reminds me of that Beyonce song. Listen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I think sometimes we're just moving to the beat of someone else's drum for so long. Mm -hmm. It just becomes what we do right exactly comes how we move and um yeah like it can be so liberating and so empowering when we get to the point where we're like no I have my own drum I can beat my own drum and listen to that and it's the most beautiful thing I ever heard right right I think that more of us need to remember that we have a voice yes and Oftentimes, though, and I'm going to tell you just my personal theory, from being a woman, working with women, being in a former career that's dominated by women, and and working in direct sales, where, again, I'm working with women, and I have clients who are women there. So I, I got, I'm just, I'm saying this is not from theory, this is experience. Oftentimes, and depending on the culture can depend on the varying degree to which this would happen but oftentimes there's this you know girls should be quiet girls should be soft girls should uh, all this should be you know need to be da 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 that we don't really allow a, a girl or a young woman to really learn who she is or express who she is without judgment Mm-hmm. or to discover her own voice because we're telling her she's either too much or not enough. Yes, that's so true. That's so true. It's so true. And and we're 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 walking that path and you mentioned this earlier too. And that's my same story or very similar story. We're walking a path that our parents and those who we know loved us and love us set out for us. Mm-hmm. You, this is yeah. next. And now this is next. And now this yeah. is next. And so we just was like, okay, okay. And we just, you know, we were just fulfilling that prophecy that they had set for us. But along the way, we lost ourselves. Do you know how many women I talk to that tell me I lost myself along the way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because my, my, my client also is between the ages of like 38 to 58, right? So yeah. that I'm right there in that middle age, um, you know, span. Yeah. And we're all to some extent rediscovering ourselves, reinventing ourselves, read all the reads, right? Yeah. Reclaiming ourselves. And I know you're saying read, but sometimes it's like for the first time. Sometimes it is for the first time. Sometimes it's for the first yeah. time. But it's deprogramming, right? So yeah, it's like, it's still programming the things that have built up over time that really did give us a sense of comfort 
insecurity, right? Yeah. So, you know, I'm not here to say, you know, all of these influences are bad influences. They're great influences. And many of them shape the person that we are today. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if we've lost ourselves along the way, then we got to, you know, re or or get ourselves. We got to course correct. We got to find our way back. Correct. Yeah. Or find yeah. ourselves for the first time, like you said. Maybe like, it is exactly. finding ourselves for the first time. Yeah. Exactly. So that's that's the origin story of how I chose to transition. It was more on a cellular, subconscious level. Yeah. Where my mind and body had to get my attention quick, fast, in a hurry, and say, if you are not going to live purposefully authentically if you're not going to walk in the path that best aligns with you you are not going to find joy purpose satisfaction where you are and here's the crazy part i was good at masking i was good at you know showing a certain face i was a high achiever still am yeah but but it's just things like that that um and let me know that i'm not by myself and can i say i didn't mention it right you're definitely not by yourself um i did want to mention earlier when you were plotting the timeline and that that incident occurred before you like months before you had actually shared it with me mm-hmm. um tra- in a transparent way i knew something was up but i didn't quite know but my point is is that you are you were from it in our experience together definitely masking it well because i did not see that coming yeah. i knew something was a little off but i had no idea that you were struggling at that level um and 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 so I bring that up because you can be around people who are masking well mm-hmm. every day. Um, mm-hmm. Because I've had other girlfriends who have had similar experiences, and I had no idea either. I mean, you can become a master masker. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's a defense mechanism, obviously. Yeah. But. Um, it is it it for the people around you who love you and and want to be there for you. It's like they, they sometimes we we are like, well, why didn't I see it and what what did I miss and da, da, da. it's not that you know mm-hmm. it's not even that it's not about us. It's about the right. person who's experiencing what they're experiencing. Exactly. And so before we wrap up, I just want to say, a lot of times people say, well, check on your strong friends. But I'm not, I don't really subscribe to that. I say if somebody considers you as a strong person, or if you consider yourself a strong person, be honest with yourself and other people and don't feel like you need to be this strong person. Correct. Um, you know, live, figure out what you need to do for you to live for you and as your best self. And so that's that's why I do what I do, talking about transformation, transitioning, and transcending. And yeah. I wanted to share, you know, I said I've interviewed people. I have more interviews coming up. Like, we're in season one. We're really just getting started. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, I, 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 I would be doing everybody a disservice if I don't tell my own transitioning story and so Shay like I said I wanted to have you on with me today because you were um, a major player in helping me get myself together so that I would be prepared when the transition came like um it's you know sometimes things just come full circle and this is one of those moments in my life right now and I just appreciate you for doing what you do because that impacted me to now get to do what I get to do. So thank you so much. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Um, And again, like you said at the beginning, I've gained a good girlfriend. Both of my clients are my good girlfriends. That's just how it works, right? Um, You have been a blessing, blessing um, for sure. And um, I want you to know that 
you have such a reach and such a amazing spirit that is going to it's going to be explosive and so far reaching you're not even going to be able to dream it up right God mm. has something like magical in store for you so it's been my pleasure to watch it to watch it and watch you manifest um it along the way and I just hope that and pray that I can be further and further and more and more a part of it so thank you oh thank you thank you so much yeah. all right well we each have a tagline so Shay I'll let you go first before we close <laughs> well I'm gonna do two and okay. we've been talking about it a little bit but style is your visual voice so what are you saying and slay all day <laughs> all right and so stay tuned before Stay tuned for our next episode on why I quit teaching. Remember, self-care is soul care. And I'm here with you to help you transform, transition, and transcend. To be a featured guest on this particular podcast, please send an email to Martita at askmartitarobbins.com. That's M-A-R-T-I-T-A at A-S-K-M-A-R-T-I-T-A-R-O-B-B-I-N-S.com. We'd love to feature you in your story. Thank you for joining us today on this episode of the Why I Quit Teaching Podcast. If you love this episode, be sure to hit subscribe, leave us a review, and share the inspiration with fellow educators who are ready to take on their personal transformation and transition to passion. Until next time, remember, self-care is soul care.